Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. Today's guest is Dan Levy from More Space for Light. He and Simone chat about Dan's love for Adelaide, web design, and chasing the elusive work-life balance. Today, I'm joined uh, by Dan Levy from More Space for Light. Dan, thanks for joining me today on the Seriously Social Podcast. Absolute pleasure, Simone. When you said seriously social, I was like, do I smile? When <laughs> yes, smart, a smile is a requirement. Okay, I can, do, I can do so unseriously social. <laughs> that seems fair. Um, can you give us uh, a bit of a backstory about yourself and um, what More Space for Light is all about? Sure. So a backstory. So I'm not from Australia, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Um I, uh, I got here most probably 16, 17 years ago. Um, what's relevant that I, I came here and, um, I, I came here, I came from a design background. Mm-hmm. I came here with a, with a bag, not knowing anything of what to expect. I got here, realized I fell in love with it. Well, I very quickly realized I didn't want to leave Australia mm. and, um, I was really lucky or being in the right place at the right time. I ended up being able to go back into the field of design and web design and all that sort of stuff and slowly built up my career from there working in Sydney in um, big broadcasts like Astral and Fox Sports and people like that before moving to Adelaide. Um, And the reason we moved to Adelaide was from love. That's that's the... uh, so migration is the technical term for love, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. Right, um, yeah. You may stay permanently in Australia. You are required to live in South Australia, yeah, one of those ones. Well, I think it's actually great. Like, I love it here. So yeah. let me just say, I, first, when I knew we were, I've gone deviated from mm, the question, no, okay. but we'll come back. Yeah. Um, when we first, when we first, from Sydney to Adelaide, I was a little bit worried, um, but um I love it here. It's wicked. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's love it. And and so I got here, worked at different agencies for a while, had to go home for family circumstances. Mm. When I came back, I was going through this stage where I knew I could do more mm-hmm. and I knew we could do more in the industry. Yeah. And I... For a long time, I was trying to figure out what that could be. And then it it was a case of working up the courage and also coming from a design background, actually having a business name and a logo, like, you know, from a very superficial Mm -hmm. point of view. But really, it was my eldest son who was the um, really a catalyst behind that because one night when I was putting him to bed, he said, Daddy, I want more space for light. And I said to mum, because I used to, I worked lots. Ridiculous hours, yeah. Which I do now. Yeah. Um, I said to, I said to, I said to my wife, I said, what does that mean? And she said, well, he wants more time to play, he wants more time to read. And I thought, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I want more space for light in my mm. life. And I, I want to be able to. All of us do, yeah. Well, and, that, and, and the business became the mantra. Yeah. And I, and it, and it also, took away a ceiling it took away the application of what we were going to do mm. it was more about the intent and the outcome we were, we could help people get to and demystify all the bs that goes around helping them to get there yeah now when i started i initially thought we'd just be in like 
product design, user experience, yeah. product mm-hmm. strategy. But what I found over the last, well, almost five plus years now yeah. is that we've slowly taken a step further, further back upstream and mm-hmm. um, working with business to help them align on their strategy. Yeah, cool. So they can, and we use the tools of design thinking mm-hmm. for them to be able to facilitate those conversations. Yeah, nice. So... Pretend I'm an idiot because I'm like to, I like to play that game. Socratic Beginner's method. mind. Yeah. I once Beginner's got told mind. you okay. should never say I'm going to pretend I'm an idiot and go into the room because people all of a sudden start. So you He's say, treating you like one. I I'm going to approach this with a beginner's mind. Oh, I really like. It that. sounds it's nicer as well, yeah, doesn't it? it makes me sound prefer- very important. <laughs> so, um, but all right. So with a, a beginner's mind, when you say that you use design tools in application for strategy, tell me. A little bit about what that looks like. So basically, um, we we are strong believer in design thinking, mm-hmm. and the premise behind design thinking it is more of a human centered approach to problem solving. What does that mean? That basically means that we take a step back from looking at spreadsheets and revenue forecasts and things like that, mm-hmm. and we understand the pains, the gains, the needs of our customers, our users, our stakeholders, our members, and we understand what it is and the role that we play in their lives and then look at what we're trying to do and try and find alignment with that. So we use different tools in order to facilitate that conversation. So you you know that you guys are then... Um, everyone is saying in marketing that that is exactly what the key differentiator is going to be for business in 2021. What's that? So is that user experience and taking a human-centered approach and understanding it? So what all of the research that I did last week for my radio show was all about they're saying that you need to – it won't be product and it won't be price and it won't be service that um, keeps people with you and turns them into advocates after they bond to your business – it's going to be the user experience on on the way through and, and that hyper-personalization of treating people like people and not numbers. So your business is like sitting pretty. Well, and that, um, see, so on the ride over today, mm. I was thinking, I've been reflecting on this week. This week's been a, quite a tough week um, as a business owner. You know, you have... You have Good. the roller coaster, yeah. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster kind of week. Mm. And, um, you know, you, occasionally you drop the ball. And what you realize as well, you could take that upper level mm. and you can look at what you, and you'd be able to relate. Sorry, I yeah. keep tapping my mic. You could relate to this as a business owner and anyone else within a business still, this is still applicable to. Yeah. The success of your business is how you manage relationships. Absolutely. With the people you provide services for and the people within your business. Yeah. That same rule is applicable to the people you provide services with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just basically like, and, and I was thinking on the way over here, I was thinking this week how lucky I am with the people that I get to work with that, um, we have relationships where it's not then there's a softer side or there's it's more more depth yeah. to it. And, and and I even related it back to my little boy. I was just sitting outside mm. on the bike this morning. But I had to get to a meeting this morning and um, I rode out on the motorbike and I looked over my shoulder, gave him a little toot and I could see him at the window. And that image has been with me all day. And Aww. I've just been sitting outside and I thought to myself, 
I really let him down this morning because I could have spent more time and more focus and that's been yeah. eating me all morning. So ah. this is what this is what I walked into the room with. So we might end up having a parenting conversation. I think a parenting conversation is good though, because that's one of the challenges for um business owners who also happen to be parents. Yeah. Is you are constantly um being pulled in multiple directions in terms of where are your priorities are you doing the right things? Are you doing the right things for your kids? And it's that challenge between putting a roof over their head and food in the fridge yeah, and, and then giving them your time and attention. And so I always say that there is no – this whole concept of work-life balance is bollocks. 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 Doesn't exist. <laughs> Not the bollocks, no. which means it's... Yeah, no, just It's like, called blending. Yeah. Well, blending, I, yeah, darling, I call it there's... harmony, so it's the same thing. <laughs> so what I always say, and you know, but I have running conversations with my kids, so they're 10 and 13 mm. now, but I always have a running conversation with them. And I, you know, like, so tonight, after I do a full day of recording and everything, I will be at my 13-year-old's year seven play... You know, because even though it's his time with his dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the school play and it's important. And I said, Hunter, do you want me to be there? He goes, yes. I'm like, okay, no worries. So block it out in my diary. But there'll be other things that I will miss, mm. you know. And they often say uh, or I've read some really good things about, you know, it's about understanding that you're juggling three different types of balls. So you've got rubber balls that will bounce. You've got glass balls that will shatter. You've mm. got, you know, other ones that will get a bit dented but they're, you know, like recoverable or they'll still work as a ball. Mm. And so it's understanding which of the balls you've got in your hands at any given time of glass. Yeah. So. I I, I think it's, yeah, we, we've definitely taken a right turn. So just oh. to close off that story, I mm. just rang him and FaceTimed him oh. and let him know because I could. That's that really I saw good. It. Yeah. yeah and, and, but my worry. Yeah. My biggest concern running a business and juggling all those balls is are the the fact that you take the rubber balls for granted because Ah. every impression you make with your little one they remember well they do and and you know more space for light is not just the name of a company and not just what we're trying to do it's also a mantra so i've sat on the car and i've had client opportunity yeah which has been a quite a lucrative Mm. one or i could go and spend the time with my kids yeah I spend the time with my kids. Yeah. Because that that's sense. that translates back to my North Star. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like and it, that. And, it, and it's been a real, you know, I haven't, I'm not saying I'm 100% perfect. No, no one is. Star. Yeah. But I'm trying, like, that, that's my, you know, COVID, going yeah. to the COVID yeah. conversation, it's, it's basically given me the opportunity to reset as a business owner yeah. and as a human being and a parent mm. to be able to say, you know, these, at the end of the day, these are the most important things in people in my life. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think there's a lot of people who are like hitting the reset button and evaluating what, yeah. what they're doing. Why do they do what they do? Because I think the other challenge for us as business owners is, you know, we could go out and get a job tomorrow. We're highly qualified individuals. We could, you know, I could wake up tomorrow and go, you know what, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, yeah. I want a pay G job where I know exactly how much money's landing in the bank. Yeah. And when it's five o'clock, I can walk out the door and it's like not my thing. And so it's... Um, but don't you find that whole, like we're stray cats now. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to be. Uh, no. And, and, and <laughs> I think the worst... So there's some things in my life, and, and I'm sure 
anyone that's ever employed me would know this is mm. I hate asking for permission to do things. I yeah. hate like, mate, like you know, I'm allowed. That yeah. whole concept of oh, I'm, I'm trying yeah, okay. to tell my kids that that is like I'm allowed is just the scariest thing. I yeah. I hear people say that and it makes me frightened. Yeah. And, and I don't like the idea of ceilings. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because mm. I, I mean, you yeah. know, like I've, Simone, I've followed what you've done over the last few years. When I used to work at agency, I remember when you first started and mm-hmm. coming in and you yeah. were doing little bits. With, yeah. And now I can see like, you know, uh, this isn't meant to push what you're doing, but yeah. like, it's incredible. Like, you know, you've got a couple of books out. I've yeah. seen you guys grow and you don't have a ceiling. No, right. I don't have a ceiling. It's just and stuff is fun or it's not fun. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. You follow where your passion is mm. and you uh, – oh, this Seth Godin quote, um, what was it? You love what you, uh, they do, do what they love. So it's something like uh, amateurs love what um, – do what they – hold on a sec. I'm trying Beautiful. to get it in the right – yeah, yeah, the do right what they context. love, love yeah. what they do. Do what they love. So amateurs do what they love. yeah professionals love what they do and yeah that's very true i like that and yeah. that's and that i know that sounds okay that sounds very profound but what does that mean yeah but we love what we do we do and, and because yeah. of that kind of continuous learning and curiosity yeah. there isn't a ceiling no and that's frightening for people around us you're right actually and that see that is a really good concept because i have you know, so I have a business partner yeah. who's also my partner. So we have two businesses together. I have the three businesses in total. Um, and one of the biggest conversations was, you know, he said to me one day, he goes, don't expect people to be able to do what you do. He goes, you don't understand. You look at something and you just go, that's where you're going. And it's a split second decision and you're moving. He goes, you have to give people time to catch up you have to give people time you have to slow down your explanations he goes you don't have to slow down he goes you can keep doing Mm. all of the big and exciting things but you have to take the time to bring the people with you and that was quite profound because I often well not often but sometimes because my social media AOK team have been Mm. around me for a long time Mm. so they just come you know so they're used to me now they're used to the way that I work and they just follow me and, and, you know, it's you have, but you have to cultivate a lot of faith in your team for them to be able to mm. do that and not break them. And, you know, like occasionally I break Tamara, my general manager. Sorry, Tamara. Um, not so often anymore because, yeah. but, but, you know, I've actually got a business coach, Sergio from Complete Workflow Solutions, working with us at the moment. And, and one of, one of his tasks is really to, work out where I break the systems and the processes and what we can put in place that will avoid me breaking workflows and systems but still allow me to be who I am and to do what I yeah. do. And, and I have avoided this conversation for, like, it's been coming for three years. Well, tell me all about it. Come, yeah. I can't feel it. Just tackle this. <laughs> well, I think it's because it's, um, you know, it's very easy. You can get a business to a certain stage. Yeah on guts and determination and work ethic you just like i just keep working until and it will be fine 
And then eventually, you know, like you start to go, you know, what, I'm going to sacrifice some money to have more help. Yeah. And so then you bring more help in and then somewhere in there you end up with a ridiculously large payroll like across the two businesses. I don't like to think about how much money I, mm. they, I pay to people that they've earned, yeah. but then I pay the ATO money that like makes me sad. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, that... I didn't realize how exhausted I was by having three businesses until I got an executive assistant. And now all of a sudden there's a whole layer of stuff that I don't have to do or manage or deal mm. with anymore. So, you know, like I, she'll go, here are the four emails that you actually need to deal with. I've dealt with 62 of them. And it's, you know, it's like, ah, oh, okay. So all of a sudden I, I'm, you know, I don't have to well, work you're like at a night. parent yeah, to all these people. to all the businesses. So yeah. we've, so we're, growing mm. really fortunate growing and i've really tried to hold off on growth because i went through i i went through that whole bringing people on and it didn't work out because yeah. i didn't really know what i wanted the role to, to be like, yeah. yeah but i'm learning as mm. i'm going yeah and um i'm trying to make the right decisions in regards to where we go that doesn't sacrifice the output and outcomes for other people. Yeah, that makes sense. And too. also ensure that the people I bring on are prepared to skip down the yellow brick road, which yeah. is what we're on, the yeah, yellow brick road. Absolutely. Or at least hold on to me as we go, down, we go down, down the yellow, yellow brick, brick road. road. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and also make sure that we don't do too much and just just do what we're good at. And yeah. it's, it is, it's, it's bloody tough. It is. And then parents and then, yeah. and then be a good husband and all yeah. that. Yeah, it's hard being a good partner, doing all the things. But then the flip side of that, yeah. which somebody told me, a friend of mine here said, can you imagine being the partner of the person skipping down the yellow? But my poor wife yeah. is the most amazing person in the yeah. world because she's got three boys, well, mm. four including the dog, and I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, look, and I think that that's, very true, because I, I remember like having a conversation with Alex when we first took on the pub. So that was the the you know like the second business. Yeah. Um, and I said I said I said to him, you know, I found a, an Ubercorn. It's even better than a unicorn. Um, I need you to come and talk me out of it, please, mm. because I was terrified I was going to work myself into an early grave. And anyway, so he came and had a look, and he's like, "I'm not going to talk you out of it. We can do this. It's fine. It's just hard work." done hard mm. work before i said well you have one job he's what he's like what's that i said you'll know there'll come a point where you have to pull the handbrake on and you have to take me away from all of the things yeah um so i'm giving you permission to pull the handbrake when that happens you need we need some kind of a safety word and it's like danger word we take put, me away we have those in workshops i, yeah. I call it the danger word yeah i say okay guys we're gonna work as a team has anyone yeah. heard of the concept called danger words and you get a few eyebrows raised <laughs> and we have a danger word and when we're, it's meant to stop all the bulldozers and yeah. the ramblers they call it out but but i have this mantra you say yes until you have to say no yeah which yeah i'm a bit kind of kind of like you can almost paint yourself into a yeah. corner sometimes but yeah but i feel like the more you say yes, the more opportunity presents itself to you. And if you have the right intent or um, from a business perspective, you know where you want to go, you can paint that picture within that. Yeah. That. And I, I think that the challenge as you grow 
is if, if you hold on to more space for light. So if you go, right, well, the, you know, and I'm a bit the same the week that I have the kids, I like to drop them off to school. I like to pick them up from school every day. That's my thing. Mm. And so what is it that I need to put in place around me that enables me to be that parent mm. during that time? Now, you know, some of that is I get quite tired that week in some respects because I fit an entire working week into 25 hours. <laughs> Yep, you work from like as soon as the kids go to bed. Yeah, you, you yeah, but them. see, now they're at that age where they stay up till 8 30 at night. It's ridiculous. They used to go to bed at seven, seven, I could do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm an early to bed kind of person. So now I just go hunt the eldest in bed at 8 30, and I'm like, I'm in bed at nine. Really? Yeah, and I get up at five, six o'clock in the morning, and they'll get breakfast, and I'll do a little bit of like emails and this, that, yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll take them to school and be in the office by nine o'clock and then leave the office at two. And But, yeah, I'm not built for working at night. Neither am I. No. It's killing me. Yeah. So, well, you, but the trick is you've got to – that's when you know that you need that help. And so it's like, yeah. um, you know, and talking to Sergio, what he says to me is, you know, it's about, you know, high value, medium value and low value activities so look at what you're doing yeah in a day and in a week okay Simone how much of that was low value activity for the business I'm like well I I printed off the name tags for the event and cut the things and I did this and he's like he just gives me a look that says you're clearly on drugs you know you pay people you pay people much less than your hourly rate yeah to do this that the other and that's something I think um I feel like I've I've got that down. I'm yeah. quite good at delegating, and something that we've done. So um, I I brought someone in that's just amazing, and we started bringing in interns as well. Yeah. But something we've done is we've we creating an operating system for how more space runs. Yeah, cool. And with that, there's an initial hard work because yeah. I'm documenting everything at the moment. That's what Tamara's doing at the moment. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. So we, we use this tool called Notion. Okay. So it's notion.so. I get no mm. money from them. Yeah. Um, uh, the cool kids are already on something else. So mm. I was cool when I decided we wanted to go to Notion, but the speed of action from <laughs> execution from decision yeah. – took a while yeah but we've now started it's like a wikipedia and we're basically yeah. using that wikipedia to build all uh, your processes yeah because I, I i i want to be able to say do this go mm -hmm. here and do yeah. it and i and it's up to me to basically take this mm -hmm. and put it there because i want i want more space yes yeah, so the, that's the, how you create i don't it. like to say that hit by a bus i'd like to say the win the lotto scenario oh, yeah sergio has the does it pass the tibet test if you got on a plane and moved to tibet tomorrow would your business still run okay mm. yeah yeah well that's the ultimate mm. goal yeah that's where we're going yeah but um yeah this operating system that we put in place has enabled us to really cool. help and yeah. unlock a lot of things so what would be your single most piece of advice that you wish someone had given you in your first year of business that would have made your life easier don't do it single piece this is really hard because i don't regret any of the bad decisions i've made no because i wouldn't learn. have learned yeah um the single piece 
of advice that I'd give myself is, um, wow, this is a big one. It, believe in yourself. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Believe, Trust the process, believe in yourself. Believe in be yourself, fine. back yourself. Yeah. And you, and, and, and be a good guy. And that, that was one of the, the things that I, when I started, I, I kind of, I can see a Simon Seamuck book before, mm. behind me. I thought, who do I want? What is the persona I want as a leader? Yeah. Um, and what is the persona I want out of more space? Because I've worked for really horrible people. And <laughs> have, yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to be like, I'm, mm. I'm hopefully generally I'm a nice person. And I wanted that to translate its way into the business. And I wanted it. I didn't, I don't want it to be silly and like a clown. I want it to be a relatable business. Yeah. People can, even though it's a premium brand, Mm -hmm. I want people to feel like they can have a conversation. They can relate. They're getting some value out of it. Well, that's a very good place to finish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dan, thanks very much for joining me today. Sure. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seriously Social. Check our website for the latest news, show notes, and for details about Simone's latest book, Confident Networker.